We're reading from Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. They went across the lake to the region of the Jezreens. Mark chapter 3, 1 to 6. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Wonderful. Yes, well it's good to be here again, uh, looking as we continue our series on just walk across the room, uh, this idea that we can, all of us, take a walk into someone else's life and to, to share the blessings with God. Uh, I do help, hope that you have a, a handout, there will be some, some gaps to fill in along the way, uh, a bit like last week, uh, a few uh, Ds, because we are exploring what it means to be living in 3D. Three dimensions, I guess, the three D living that, uh, as Christians, we can do. And I wonder, over this last week, as we've been talking about people and reaching out, whether you've had different eyes on, whether you've been looking at people in a different way, whether there might be new opportunities as you've been thinking about those around you, the people next to you at work or at home or uh, around the sporting fields. Maybe you've been a bit more aware that the people around us are important to God's and that we can, hopefully, through a connection with them, point them to the God of all creation. Well, last week we started uh, with three points, uh, or, or we talked about the greatest gift that we could give someone, and it all started with the idea about going to the, the zone of the unknown. Uh, because here, we might remember, is the circle of comfort, it's where we uh, fit in quite well. Everyone talks the same lingo, and we, we're all quite comfortable here. But then there's that whole other journey that we can take to walk across that room into that zone of the unknown, where people talk differently, they're a bit different to us, and yet the hope is that somehow in the interactions here that we can point them to God. The zone of the unknown. What's going to take place there? And we talked about listening to the Spirit's promptings, that God's Spirit might speak to us when we're there or on the journey and how we can point someone to God. And we heard some stories last week. Remember some of the stories we heard of people sharing how God had, had prompted them to share, how God had, had led them to, to really invest in someone's life, which worked out for good. And the final thing is to actually walk. Not to get stuck here, but to actually take those steps and to go and, and spend time with people. 
to reach out. So we're going to continue that now. Walk across the room, people are people who live in 3D. They constantly look for ways to develop friendships, to reach out a hand of, of friendship to someone, arms to welcome someone, of embrace, that we actively develop those friendships. If you're writing down, now's a good time to write the first D down, which is to develop friendships. Being deliberate, that we might actually reach out that hand of friendships to someone. And that's the way it should be, right? We know that ultimately we should reach out a hand of friendship. We should be caring for those around us. We should care about how people around us will spend eternity. To reach out to people in love. And we know that God has reached out to us in love. We've experienced that incredible love. I think of Luke 15. Luke 15, there are three parables that Jesus tells to the crowd. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And who was Jesus teaching at that time? Jesus was sitting down to teach people. Was he sitting down with the best religious leaders of the day? No. Jesus was sitting down with tax collectors, with people that were in need. Jesus was sitting there and the religious leaders were having a go at him because he was associating with people in need. And Jesus told these incredible stories. A hundred sheep and one of them is lost. Ten coins, one of them is lost. One son lost and we see a picture of God's incredible love in all those stories as God reaches out in love to reach the lost Jesus in these stories was reaching out to people in being there and he was telling them about God's incredible love reaching out in such a genuine way to say that God doesn't have a hate list He's not pushing people down to say, you've done too much wrong, you're out. No, that's what the Pharisees were doing. Jesus was saying, there is a God that loves every man, woman and child. And this God is reaching out to you right now. Jesus was there and in these powerful stories, he showed how they could be found. And so if God is for people, then we should be for people. If God loves those around us, we too should love them. So, in that mindset, may we take that step to develop friendships. Genuine friendships with real people around us. Now, if we think about the Christian journey, there's sadly a trend that goes on. Uh, in some ways, there's a good trend as our journey goes on. And it's like a graph. If you think about a graph on the up, we start to understand more of God's truth. We might start to increase our prayer and we might, this graph might keep going in our giving, in our worship, all sorts of things we go up in as our Christian journey goes on. But there is a sad thing in our Christian journeys which is the opposite with our involvement with those that don't know Jesus. When we first come to faith or when we're excited about God, we might have quite a few people that, that we know who don't follow the Lord. But I guess the graph is actually the opposite as we go on the journey. We start to know less and less people. We start to get into that circle of comfort and we have less and less people that we're associating with. 
And it, it really, in some ways, rubs me the wrong way when you think about it, because what was Jesus doing? He was out with people all the time, and yet our tendency is to go to that comfortable place, to not really step out and to show love and concern to others. It's a concerning trend. And I don't know why it takes place or why our church is like that, but it's just how it tends to be. But I hope that we can have a heart change where we say yes to the people around us, to be deliberate, to say, I'm actually going to care about the people around you. I'll accept you. I, I want to know you. I want to journey with you. I want to care about you. I want to embrace you as a person with that radical acceptance like Jesus had, to care about those around us and eternity. And as we develop these friendships, as we have this heart change, it's only natural that we're going to start to discover stories. That's the second D on your handouts, to discover stories. It's such a natural step. As we start becoming friends with people, everyone has stories. Stories about their challenges in life, their successes, the good, the bad, the ups, the down. Everyone has a story. When I was back in Canberra uh, working in the IT, I was working along someone by the name of Carl. He had a different appearance. He looked a bit like uh, someone that might be in a motorcycle gang. He was uh, quite tall, muscly, shaved head, beards. Not the sort of person you'd probably expect me to hang out with. And yet here I was, hanging out with him. He was very kind at times. He wasn't all that his outward appearance made out. And we would do work together, we would have lunch together, we would sometimes after work have a drink together. This is someone who had a pet snake in his house and would pull it out when you went to visit. He was quite a character. And as the friendship develops, I got to know his story, he got to know my story, and we got to talking about all sorts of things. After a period of time, we started talking about God. And one day, I, I felt in my heart I should give him a Bible. So I got one of the Bibles that had the NIV on one side and the message on the other. And I gave it to him one day. And I encouraged him to read it. And he picked it up and he started to read it. And we started to talk about that. It was a really good thing. I remember organizing lunch one day and he agreed to come. I invited the pastor from our church to come. I was there and we all had a, a meeting and we, we talked about life and about the things of God. There were times when it was awkward, sure. Uh, there were times when there was gambling and drinking going on and I had, had to be wise about that. But I believe that as this friendship developed, that, that Carl was pointed closer to God. After a period of time, our work went in different directions and we didn't stay uh, connected very closely anymore. But I'm sure that Carl is at least a few steps to God through which took place. And last week, we saw a video. We saw a friendship that started between Bill and Brian as Brian went out to pick up those soccer balls around the soccer fields. And over time, Brian was on quite a journey, but in the end, remember what happens? He came to faith. He started seeking and searching, and Bill was there to point him in the right direction. There is a purpose in connecting with people. There is a purpose in knowing people's stories. The hope is that the focus can change. 
our focus to be so much less about us and to be more on real people around us with a real need. Seeing what God might do in our midst as we spend time with those that aren't following God. It could be just one prayer away from someone accepting Jesus Christ and receiving the greatest gift. Discovering stories is important. And then there is discerning the appropriate next steps. As we've got to know people, as we've got to hear their story, then there's what do we do next? What do we sort of do when we're in this spot where we've built the relationship with the person on the couch? What are we going to do next? What's a good thing to do? What could we do? Well, God's Spirit is always there to guide us. That's a core message as we go through. God's Spirit can give us insight, help us to be creative, help us to know the right steps to take. In that Bible reading we had in Mark chapter 3, we saw an incredible encounter with Jesus. Jesus on the Sabbath, and he was met with some religious leaders, those Pharisees. And we saw this poor man in between that was caught there, who had that withered hand that wasn't able to be used. And yet the Pharisees brought him out as a test case before Jesus. These so-called experts in the religious uh, field, experts in religion, they were just coming to test Jesus. And yet Jesus knew exactly what was going on. Jesus saw the genuine truth of the situation and he acted in the most appropriate way. Mark chapter 3 verse 5. That's Jesus looked at them in the eye, one after another, angry, furious at their hard-nosed religion. He said to the man, hold out your hands. He held it out and it was good as new. What a remarkable thing we see here. Jesus firstly rebuked these Pharisees with their hard hearts that were just trying to test Jesus with this poor man. And yet Jesus, in the midst of that, he saw this man, he saw a, a genuine need, radical love and acceptance from Jesus as he healed this man. It's a wonderful work of Jesus. And if we think about our own situation in relation to this story, we've all withered away in some ways. There's been something that's withered in us. And yet people around us have chosen to take the next step with us, to give us the next step towards God. And around us today, we know people with withered hearts, with withered minds, with withered bodies, withered dreams. We know people who are tired, they have withered energy, and we know people with withered hope. All around us are real people, and maybe just perhaps God would send us to them, would lead us to go to them, and to help them in their situation, to help them to know about our great healer, Jesus, that they can be right and well, that they can have a hope. We're going to watch a video now uh, from Bill Hybels. It just touches on some of these things. It's called Living in 3D, which is the title.
to go back. Clicked on the wrong one. sort of embarrassing for me to admit but still these days I can sometimes get so caught up in my own world in my own agenda my own to-do list that when I'm driving home I can drive right past neighbors houses and not be concerned about the spiritual well-being of people who live in them I can go to a restaurant and be more concerned about the subject matter that we're going to discuss over lunch or the food than I am the people around me or those who serve me and uh, I just have to keep reminding myself it's all about people and I have to increase my own awareness of the fact that I'm here to touch people, to love people, to try to point people to faith. And I'm probably not alone in this. There's probably others who uh, have the similar awareness challenge. I think all of us as Christ followers have to ask ourselves the question, who are my neighbors? Who are these people that I work with? Do I care about them? Is my heart open to loving them, serving them, maybe discovering their story and listening to promptings about pointing them to faith? I think we're all responsible for that. Okay, well, we're actually going to undertake an activity now because you might say, well, what do we do when we get there? What are some next steps that we can take? Well, we've each got a card and we're all going to have a go at, at writing down some next steps uh, that people might have taken with us or we've seen taken with others. So, some next steps that people took in my life when I came to faith. A good friend of mine pointed me to God in different ways. That was my first point. The second one, I was given a Bible and was encouraged to read it. My third point, I had a number of people praying for me. And the last one, I was invited to an Alpha course. These are all things that I thought of when I went to go fill in some steps that were taken to, to draw me closer to God. So our activity to do over the next uh, minute or so is to fill this out and then you can bring it up the front and put it in here and I'm going to pull a few out and we're going to actually stick these all up on the end on the back wall or something. Uh, so we're going to have a, a, an activity of taking next steps next steps that mattered for me. So we'll just have a few moments to do that. If you didn't get one, there might be a few up the back still, I'm not sure. Uh, or if you don't have one, you could work with your neighbour as well um, to do this. Some pens? Yeah. You might have to share a pen with your neighbour as well. There might be a blank one around you if you didn't get one on a seat.
the next steps that mattered to me. I had a good friend that pointed me to God in different ways. I was given a Bible and encouraged to read it. I had a number of people praying for me and I was invited to an Alpha course. So they were the four I came up with of the next steps that were significant to me. There are others, there's probably could put out 30 on here <laughs> in my own journey. And maybe if you were more of a Sunday school person, maybe it was actually something in Sunday school. Uh, or your parents. It, could, it doesn't have to be an adult journey. It could be something that you were younger. And, and thank God for those things that were done at those time. And if we don't have enough of these sheets, I've got some other type of sheets out here. We did run out. If you were d didn't get a sheet and would like one, there's a different type of sheet here that you could use. So when you're finished, just come and uh, walk up the front, be brave, and uh, drop it in the, in the container here. And uh, we'll be able to look through some of the answers here about some next steps that mattered to me. Things that we could do over in that zone of the unknown to point people to God. Doing well. Got about five or six, 20 more to come. <laughs> uh, my points again, I had a good friend that pointed me to God in different ways. I was given a Bible and encouraged to read it. I had a number of people praying for me and I was invited to an Alpha course. I could start by reading someone else's, those that had a writer's block. Here's one here. So I've got one here that said that they had Christian, a constant Christian input uh, from Christian parents, Sunday school teachers, and from churchmates. A Christian grandmother uh, gave them a, an RSV Bible, and they were uh, going forward at a Youth for Christ rally at 16 and being a leader at Scripture Union. So there we see some things well and truly uh, within uh, the church family. The one on top here. Uh, a friend at school invited me to lunch. Uh, and we see here that uh, 
they had they had friends uh, at their their um, school that were pointing them the right way and to accept the Saviour. Um, so there's a few in that one. This person invited to coffee with a new acquaintance. That sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? Uh, and we discuss God, encouraged to read the Bible, uh, met someone at a, at a ball, and they explained the gospel at a ball. Imagine that, going to a ball. And uh, uh, invited to church, that's wonderful. And um, a house group was praying for me, people praying once again. That was a great one. These are simple steps that people were, were doing. Excellent. Here we see here, uh, parents took me to church. Uh, there was, uh, um, there was an, I became older and started to be more involved in church and prayer groups. And then there was an Alpha course and uh, some, some different church activities that were done. Um, and reaching out to others with craft. So there's a few there in that one. Hope you see there's all sorts of different steps we could take as God's spirits uh, it, it works within us. This one, invited to youth group. There's many people that that's the journey. Uh, the loving, welcoming nature of people at church, showing interest and wanting to know more about me, developing a friendship, people praying for me, taking time to get to know me, um, more than just Sundays, but everyday life. We see here a picture of, of some things, of just walking across the room and, and that next step that we can take. Um, a sister and a friend told me, uh, again, in different ways about Jesus. Um, there was churches um, uh, that, that changed to be more of a Bible-believing church, so something that took place. Um, the Bible, the living Bible, um, was, became easier to understand. And so there we see a bunch of different things uh, that we can do to take that next step. Do we get it? Do we get the picture that there's something that we could try? And it could be as, as simple as, as, as that relationship. Someone says, oh, I've, I've got this need. I've, I'm struggling uh, in some way. And that is such a fork in the road. And we can sort of say, well, look, I wish you well. You've got that need, but, uh, you know, I'm sort of a bit busy. Um, I hope everything works out. Or we can put ourselves up and put up a hand in that road and that friendship and say, well, you've got that genuine need. I can give you that lift. I can cook that meal for you. I can help you in some way that you need help in this significant way at this time and just see what God does for that moment. I want to encourage us all to have a go at putting up our hands and making that choice to have a go at some stuff and just see what God does amongst us. It'll be good. I can guarantee it. All of us. That's the whole picture, isn't it? All of us having to go at doing something. All of us living in 3D. And if we all do something, I'm sure that people will be blessed and touched by God. So what does it mean to live in 3D? Who can remember what the 3Ds stand for? Anyone got it? Yes, developing friendships. We actually care about the people around us. What was the second one? Discovering stories. And the third one? Oh, it's even behind me. 
That wasn't a test at all. I should have been on that slide. There we go. Someone went back. They're cheeky. The guys back there. Okay, that's right. So discerning next steps that we've just been talking about. So we're going to put those up somewhere as an encouragement. But this week ahead, let's be alert to God's Spirit prompting us. Let's be alert to the people around us and love them. Wouldn't it be great if we got to the end of this coming week and we were able to say that this was a week well lived, that somehow we took a step with someone? Wouldn't that be incredible? Well, let's pray. Our Father, we thank you that you are a God who loves us so much. Help us in the week ahead to be mindful of the people around us, to care about them, to love them, and to point them towards you. Guide us by your Spirit, we ask, and help us to take that next step with those people you'd have us take it with. We ask your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen.